Hey readers, welcome to the Brantford Public Library's Juicebox Book Talks. I'm Leanna. And I'm Laura. We are two Library 11 techs working in the Child and Youth Programming Department with a passion for children's literature. And this is the place to discover new and exciting book recommendations for kids. In each episode, we discuss a book we've read together as a buddy read, and then we choose a variety of titles for different ages based upon theme. We will explore books, spoiler free, available at the library in print and digital form, which include picture books, junior fiction, and graphic novels. So find your favorite book nook, get comfy, and let's get started. So our theme for this month is travel through books. And we thought this was a great opportunity to discover new places in our reading because we're not doing a lot of traveling, but we can grab those books and travel the world through them. Because really reading is a journey. It's a journey that helps you discover new places, helps you learn about new cultures, it sparks your curiosity and creativity. It inspires you to take those trips, the faraway places you're only reading about. And I think for the older kids, it really encourages self-reflection. So what they read and what they learn about really helps them develop as a teen and an adult, essentially. I need to get my passport updated and like, I wanna go through the world after reading some books this month, that's for sure. I know. So we're going to visit multiple countries and exciting new cities. And I should also mention that November is Picture Book Month, which is, if you don't know, is an international literacy initiative that celebrates the print picture book during the month of November. So we thought it would be a cool idea to add a couple picture books as our buddy read for this episode. Totally. It's great. Got two good ones. Okay, and if you're interested in Picture Book Month or any of the cool articles or the teacher's guide they have available, just visit picturebook.com, picturebookmonth.com. It has some great resources there. So let's get started with our Picture Book Buddy Reads. I think the perfect way to start any travel is going to the airport. So my picture book is The Airport Book by Lisa Brown. This is an exploratory journey through the airport for kids ages zero to eight. It's appealing pretty much to all because planes are super cool. There's some amusing, super um, amusing Easter eggs throughout, which I'll get to in a moment. And I thought it was perfect. It's the perfect picture book for kids when they're preparing for a trip because it really shows you like how to pack and where your luggage goes on the plane, what to expect as you're getting ready to not just drive to the airport, but you're packing onto the airport and when you're up in the sky. It's almost like a step-by-step guide for what to expect and look forward to on your way to the airport, in the airport and on the plane. I think it's a cool story because it takes away the fear of flying because it looks so fun and exciting. Um, I love the description of the airport of being like a little indoor town. I thought that was adorable with the moving floor. so true, right? Like, I loved it. Yeah, it was great. Um, And then the depictions of in the air life are so accurate. We see babies crying, people sleeping, flight attendants handing out snacks, people reading and watching movies. It was, it was just super fun. And like I mentioned with those Easter eggs, it really like, because it's a book for younger kids, I thought it was a great book also for their older siblings because it felt like almost like a like a where's waldo picture book 
because you're following this family on their trip and there's a little, is it a bunny? A little bunny or monkey? Sorry. It's a monkey mm-hmm. that the little girl has. And so on every page, it's sort of like, where's the monkey now? Where is it on their, in the process of their trip? So I thought that was really cute. Yeah. I love, did you notice what the little girl was reading for no. on the plane? She was reading. Um, so back to my little Easter eggs, she's reading Gary Paulson's hatchet. So oh, like, and he just passed away too. So the little girl oh. on the plane is reading is reading Hatchet. Um, the mom is actually reading Jack Kerouac's On the Road, which seemed fitting. Oh. They're traveling. Um, it's just super cute. I thought a great sequel idea would be following the same family on another trip, but this time their luggage yeah. gets lost. <laughs> so what happens when their luggage get lost? And maybe the baby monkey gets missing, goes missing. Definitely they should not go on a cruise ship. That is one thing they should not do. Anyway, I have no. to tell you though, I love this book because I thought like it was great for the kids, but it's really great for adults too, who've maybe never taken their children on an airplane. Hi, that's me. Like never. And I'm like, I don't, I don't know if I want to after being, I'm like, I forgot. It's been so long since I've traveled on an airplane that like you forget about all these little things that are involved in airport. And I'm like, do I, I want to take my children? It's, it's quite overwhelming as an adult, let alone taking along children. So I thought it was a great book too. And I love Like I'm a big fan. One of my favorite um, movies is love actually. And I love how at the beginning, the end, they show him in Heathrow airport. And one of the things I like to do is just watch people be reunited. And it really reminded me of that too. Cause that's one thing that I do love about the airport is you see all these people who are happy to see each other, happy to be going somewhere together. Like it's just a great, it's, it was a great book. I like a definitely good for the, both the child and the parent. I'm just saying. So mm-hmm. yeah. And the older siblings. For sure. Yeah. Perfect. So we've made it to the airport. Where's our first, yep. de- our first destination with our next picture book is ticket around the world. So we're going everywhere around the world pretty much. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, by Canadian author Natalia Diaz. This is a nonfiction picture book and it follows a young boy as he travels to 13 different mm-hmm. countries, yep. exploring different customs, cultures, food, wildlife, and landmarks, including Costa Rica, Morocco, Greece, the Philippines, Australia, and even Botswana. It's illustrated by Kim Smith too, who I love. And Melissa Owens is great too, uh, but I'm, I'm a big fan of Kim Smith's illustrations. I just, I love her. So, and I thought it was one thing I have to say, like just on a personal note, I love that when he's in Canada, he's uh, in Ottawa, but he's with his friend, Cara. My best friend growing up was Cara and she moved to BC, to British Columbia when we were like in grade nine. So I was like, oh my gosh, he's in Canada with Cara. Anyway, shout out to friend. Hey, I thought you were going to say she moved to Ottawa. No, that would have been even more ironic, but I was like, hey, he's with his friend Cara. No, she moved to, to BC, Kelowna. Hi, Cara. Adorable. And like you said, with the previous book, like these, I, I find these nonfiction picture books really good yeah. for not just the kids, but the adults. Cause these are like, yeah. like I'm learning a lot with, absolutely, even, even with just these little snippets yeah. about each country. Like I find it so in, in, interesting absolutely. and I love how they included lots of questions um, pertaining to his journey. Like, so mm-hmm. you can do it as an educational piece. Like you can yes. read the book and then you can like question like details about each country. It's a great introduction. Mm-hmm. Ticket Around the World by Natalia Diaz. And Melissa Owens, illustrated by Kim Smith. 
Okay, so my first book is another picture book, and we are going to travel to Paris, France. This is called A Walk in Paris by Salvatore Rubino. This is a narrative nonfiction. It's a picture book style, but it's great for older kids because it is text heavy and educational. So I would put it for maybe ages four to eight. It has beautiful mixed media illustrations, gorgeous muted colors. It's elegant. It's just like Paris itself. <laughs> this is part of the walk-in series in which um, other books include exploring London, England, and New York. It includes fascinating facts about each city and popular attractions. It's super fun, informative, and lovely. We join a young girl and her grandfather on a walking tour through Paris, the city of light. Follow them as they climb to the top of Notre Dame, sample tasty treats at bistros and patisseries, and take in a stunning view of the Eiffel Tower at night. There's even like this gorgeous, like, fold out poster of the Eiffel Tower, like during like a starry night. It's really super pretty. We're also introduced to Parisian landmarks like the Seine, the Louvre, Sacre-Cœur, the Tuileries Gardens. It's perfect for young armchair travelers. Rubino's lively, sophisticated illustrations are absolutely gorgeous. And I love, love, love all the fascinating trivia about this beloved city that I like truly didn't even know before. So that's A Walk in Paris by Salvatore Rubino. I love Paris. I wanna go back, Leanna, someday. Someday, maybe. It's been so long. Anyway, okay, so I have my picture books for this month as well. My first picture book is called Island Born and it's by Juno Diaz and illustrated by Leo Espinosa. Uh, it's a story about a girl named Lola, which is ironic because my nickname in high school was Lola. I feel like I have all these, like all these picks this month are like, these weird throwbacks for me about things about Easter eggs of my life. All these books are speaking to you. I think, right? it, means, I think it, means you, it means you need to travel somewhere. I do. It's true. I love being on an airplane. Anyway, I digress. I'm going back. Island Born. Okay. This book is beautiful. It's the story about a girl named Lola who's assigned the project to draw a picture of the country that she came from. Lola goes to a school in a big city where no one is from country that they live in now they're all from different places Lola was a baby when she moved from the island and doesn't really remember much about it so she reaches out to her community of friends and family to learn more this is a story to me about connections and understanding that where you came from is always a part of you even if you're not there uh, even if you don't remember being there um, your imagination can really just take you there and having those memories that other people share with you can build that connection um, it's a vibrant and bold book full of colorful illustrations. And to me, like it really, truly captures what I'm sure the island in your imagination would look like. I, I've never, so the book is actually um, the Dominican Republic. They don't say Dominican Republic, but throughout the book, you see the Dominican Republic flag throughout it. And I've never been to the Dominican Republic, but wow, like it just, from the stories that they tell, I mean, and they're not all good stories that they tell in this story. Like, Every country isn't perfect, you know, it's not what you all, anyway, you take those rose colored glasses off. So and like they are honest with Lola about the good things and the bad things that happen in the country. And to me, I just, it's a great book. It's a perfect picture book to, to read to anyone. And it definitely, it makes me want to go and travel there. Absolutely. So especially now that we're into November and it's going to get cold here really soon here in Canada. So 
That's my first picture book. That was Island Born by Gino Diaz and illustrated by Leo Espinosa. My second picture book for this month is Margaret's Unicorn, written and illustrated by Bryony Mae Smith. This is the story of a girl named Margaret whose family has moved to a cottage in the middle in the mountains to be closer to her grandmother, or as I would call her, her granny, because my Scottish grandmother we call granny. While exploring one day amidst the heavy fog, she discovers a wee baby unicorn. I feel like I should say it with a Scottish accent, a wee baby unicorn. The unicorn becomes her first friend at this home and it gives her a purpose and confidence. This book to me is pure magic. Scotland is a place of history with a love for myths and legends and the illustrations take you there. From Margaret's kilts and her knit sweaters to the heather in the hills, Rainy does such an amazing job with her illustrations. The book is stunning and it truly captures the beauty and wonder of the Highlands. I mean, I have to preface this with saying like, I'm a lot of my family's from Scotland. I've been to Scotland many times and it's one of my most favorite places in the entire world. Um, hi to my family in Scotland, my Stuart and to Campbell family. Hello, if you're listening. So I just, I love, if you're, if you're like me and you love Scotland, this is a really great book to pick up to really truly capture like honestly like the beauty and the magic of Scotland I just wish there was maybe some fairies somewhere because there's always these maybe these little fairies that are always flying around in Scotland you just never know anyway that's Margaret's Unicorn written and illustrated by Bryony Mae Smith okay I like how you mentioned during Island Born about how we're talking about books not with rose colored glasses. Like right. we're, tra we're traveling the world and we're visiting these places and vacationing and traveling are wonderful things, but in some ways they're very different things. Like when you think of vacation, you think of like going on a beach and just, you know, chill, which is nothing, there's nothing wrong with sitting on a beach for a week. No. So anyway, vacations and traveling are some in some ways really different. And I like how we've made, we've selected books that don't have like, it's not very, it's not like a vacation for a lot of these books. It's right. like something about the actual, the country. And exactly. your comment about Island Board is a, good, is a great segue into my next book, which is Travels in Cuba by Canadian author Marie Louise Gay, who is a very popular Canadian author. She's well oh, known. Yeah. Yes, she's well known for the, the Stella picture book series. This one is illustrated by David Hummel. It's great for young readers, eight plus, and reluctant readers. It's only 128 pages, but it has illustrations. So it's not so daunting for readers that might be a little apprehensive about picking up a chapter book, but there's high interest content. So it's really interesting. It doesn't feel like a little kid book at all. This is the 2021 installment um, to the Travels with My Family series, which includes other adventures to Mexico, France, and Croatia. These are kind of like off the beaten track kind of vacations. So you got to think beyond Disney World, for example. So in this one, we're with Charlie and his family, and they're traveling to Cuba with their artist mother because she's been invited to get to be a guest at one of the schools. So she takes the whole family on this trip but the island is a far cry from the all-inclusive resorts that Charlie has heard about. Charlie has never visited a country as strange as Cuba, where Havana's Grand Hotel Nacional sits next to crumbling buildings. Havana's famous sea wall seems to keep tourists and locals apart. The family encounters poverty, hunger, and fear, and 
these different rules are not aware of um, that come with living in a communist country. So when the family heads to Benali's, Charlie befriends Lazaro, who often flies from Miami to visit his Cuban relatives. The boys ride a horse, go horseback riding. They find a secret cache of rifles and go swimming in an underground cave. The family finds an abandoned hotel inhabited by goats <laughs> and a modern resort filled with story, with, filled with tourists, sorry. This story is full of lots of humor and whimsical drawings. The drawings um, are very reminiscent of Quentin Blake, who's well known for um, Roald, Dahl's uh, Roald Dahl's children's books. They, they, look, they look very, very similar style. I laugh, this is laugh out loud funny. There's some really cute scenes um, in which one of the restaurant owners finds out that Charlie and his family are from Canada, like they're from Montreal and he finds out they're, they're from Canada and he's like, hey, do you know my friend in British Columbia? <laughs> and just says like, of course, you know, Scotty from British Columbia because Canada is just tiny, right? So of course we know everyone from other provinces. Mm -hmm. um, there's lots of facts about Cuba, its history, um, the relationship with America, which is a little tumultuous. Um, there's lots about Che Guevara. So there's like, there's lots to learn here. Historical stuff in there too, yeah. And I have to add, because we were talking about flying and airports with our first picture book, that this book opens with quite the dramatic scene <laughs> en route to Cuba because they're in a plane and they're dealing with some severe turbulence. So it's really creepy. It's like a, like a 90s like action film <laughs> right at the beginning. But I think that would really draw readers into the story because it, opens, sure. it opens in such a dramatic way. It's a great story, um, a realistic portray portrayal of Cuba today that travels in Cuba by Marie Louise Gay. So my next book is Room to Dream by Kelly Yang. And this is part of the Front Desk series. Actually, it's number three in the series. And I was a little apprehensive about adding it to the episode today because I don't want to jump into talking about a third in a series because this series you really do have to start from number one which is front desk but that's okay just bear with me listen to this and you pretend can grab you've read them all pretend you've read them all because it's Got just it. it's an important one um, or better yet read them all yes read them all we have them all so start yeah just start with number one um we did talk about front desk a few episodes ago um which was our episode on series starters. It's semi-autobiographical. It's a lot um, of Kelly Yang's own experiences growing up. So it really does feel like half memoir, half fiction. It's fantastic. So here's a setup for Room to Dream. Mia Tang helps her mom and dad run a motel working at the front desk. Mia travels with her parents on a six week trip to China where she discovers how much China and her family have changed. The trip is an adventure for Mia, full of many comical mishaps, one of which involves a messy public washroom and other new discoveries. The trip is an eye-opening eye-opener for Mia because she's very frustrated with her home life because she doesn't feel very American. And then in China, she doesn't feel Chinese enough. So she's sort of stuck in this like limbo where she's not really belonging anywhere. Reminds me of um, Red, White and Whole, right? It was the same exactly. sort of, right? Yeah. Exactly. So at her American school, 
she's not American enough. And then she goes on this trip. And I should mention that the, the trip to China she takes with her friends, is, or sorry, not with her friends, with her family. It's like a big deal because they finally saved enough money to travel back home to visit their family. Right. Um, but she goes there. And then because she's lived in America for so long, her family in China is like making fun of her because her skin's not white enough. She's almost too tanned. She can't use um, chopsticks properly. And her even her Chinese language is a little like not, it's not perfect. Yeah. The imagination. So she's like, oh my gosh, where do I belong? As she goes on this trip, she keeps a journal to document her trip um, with highlights from the Beijing airport. She learns about the cultural revolution and why her parents decided to leave China and move to America. She learns about Tiananmen Square. And while she's on this trip, and this is part of the autobiographical part of the book, her, um, she, she lands a job with the, the China Kids Gazette and she writes, she gets to write her own article as like a guest, like a young writer. And this column is for readers who are English, they're just learning English and they wanna be able to relate to stories that you know could affect them or be a part of their own young lives. So that's like what better way to learn the English language. Um, so her, her column, includes boy, like her friendships, how they've gotten a little awkward, like with the other boyfriends, of course, her best friend Lupe and what she's going through. It's just a great, it's a great story um, about immigrant experiences. Um, and, and like we mentioned before, like it, everything seems perfect on the outside, but it's not so perfect on the inside when it comes to the countries, whether it's America or China. And that, right. so she's just, it, it's, it's a great, it's a great educational um, story. Um, and like I said, it's, it's partly memoir. And I, Helly Yang is always really good at putting like those author's notes at the end, um, explaining yeah. where she's getting, where, where this inspiration comes from. And I just find, think it's, she was like a little writing prodigy, like at 11. <laughs> so yeah, it's a great series. Definitely start with number one, but this one is Room to Dream by Kelly Yang. I have my emergent pick for the month and it is part of this. There is a series of these books. So they're called the living in series. Uh, they're written by Chloe Perkins and illustrated by Tom Woolley. They are a bunch of books that are set in like living in, for example, this month, I'm going to speak to you about living in Egypt. Um, each book takes a child from that country and similar to ticket around the world, you're learning different things about the country, but this is giving you like 32 pages of um, an emergent reader book that's going to tell you all about this country. So the one I chose was Egypt because um, I don't know, I really don't know much about Egypt other than like the pyramids and like Cleopatra and things that like happened thousands of years ago. So I was kind of curious. Um, so this is a fantastic informational book about the country. Uh, we meet our new friend Amira and she tells you about the language, the location, where Egypt is, the continent it's part of, it's part of Africa, the population, the landscape, the economy, their holidays, etc. You learn about Amira's home life, which I mean, you won't know if you're just visiting Egypt, right? Like we've said, it's not just about the um, vacation experience. This is about traveling and being a part of that culture. So you learn about her home life, you learn about her family, her interests, school life. Amira, Amira tells us also about her Muslim faith, 
there's just honestly, there's so much great information in like this 30 ish pages of this book. And the great thing is, is that it's a series. So, I mean, the, the library, we have six other books that we have. We can talk about, learn about uh, what it's like to live in Australia, South Africa, China, Mexico, and India. So it's a great series, um, probably good for like a grade two, three reader, depending on what your reading level is. We do have it as a level two reader in our easy reader collection but it's a fantastic series living in Egypt. I love that series. Again, yeah. narrative nonfiction for kids and adults because we'll yeah. learn something new. I learned a ton of stuff. So there you go. And I think it's cool that you ended the last country you mentioned was India because my next book, we are going to India, Laura. Segue for you. Just for I you. know. I just, I love a good segue. So my next book is a graphic novel. It is called Pejmina by Nidhi Chanani. It's a debut graphic novel. It's a modern fantasy meets mystery meets magical realism. Ooh, it's a hoot. So I should also mention that I found this in the YA section and I'm currently trying to move it to the children's graphic novels because although our main character is 16, I think this book is more for our older, like our middle graders. I think it's perfect for, sure. for middle grades. Um, yeah. Not to say that young adults won't enjoy it too, but I think it's yeah. being missed over there because it does look a little juvenile. Um, so in Pajmina, we, we meet Priyanka, or as Pri, as she's referred to throughout, throughout the story. She is a young Indian American girl born and raised in America in her teens who resides in the U.S. with her single mom. Like I just mentioned with my other book, she struggles to fit in at school because she's dealing a little bit with bullying. She feels disconnected with her American life in Southern California, and she feels a disconnect with her Indian heritage and yearns to connect with her Indian side. She also feels lost. Her mother is a single mom and she's very secretive about who Pri's father is, like where he came, where he is, what the story is behind that and why she left India at a really young age. So this just makes Pri question her mother more because she wants to know, she wants that tie. Like she wants to be, feel connected with her Indian, her Indian background. And then one day, Pri finds an old pashmina scarf in an old suitcase, which she discovers has magical qualities because anytime she wraps it around herself, she's transported to India, but it's not like real world India. It's like a magical India where she's met with it by an elephant and a peacock. And it's like this magical, beautiful place where nothing bad happens. So she thinks India is just this amazing place, like this retreat where she can go to anytime she puts on the pashmina. And one of the things I loved about the story is that every time we visit that fantasy world, after putting on the pashmina, all the panels in the book are in vivid, bright colors. So the rest of the story, which is like all the realistic parts are in black and white, and then the magical parts are in in color, which I thought was absolutely, it was very Wizard of Oz. It had definite Wizard of Oz feel to it. I love that reference. It almost, it felt like the real world isn't as good or as exciting as the dream world, but at the same time, you have to accept the real world. You can't just live in that, the fantasy world. She does get to go to India and she stays with her aunt and she soon discovers that India is not this perfect place. Like it has a lot of issues and she learns about them through her aunt. And then she finally 
is able to connect with her mom through her past. I just thought it was it was like a fantastic debut. Um, it's all about discovering our roots and our heritage and where we come from. It gives a like a great little lesson on Indian culture and history. And there's even like little glimpses of like um, Hindi world words throughout that the reader learns. It's gorgeous, stunning artwork, beautiful colors, a great debut. I'm really looking forward to Chinani's next um, graphic novel. This is Pajmina by Nidhi Chinani. My last book for this month is a middle grade fiction. It is called Midnight in the Piazza by Tiffany Parks. Uh, the cover is amazing. It has a beautiful fountain. So you can guess that this is set in Rome. If you've ever been to Rome, which Leanne and I both have, there are fountains everywhere. Um, so anyway, this story is about Beatrice and her father. They've moved to Rome. Um, her father is a professor and has gotten a job as a head of, head of the history department at the American Academy in Rome. So he, they leave Boston, head to Rome, and poor Beatrice, 13 years old, is leaving everything that she knows to go to Rome, a place that she does know, doesn't know, doesn't speak the language, she's a little bit nervous. But as her dad, like they're, they're both history buffs. So anyway, um, so they're history buffs, they just like her dad, and she's begun to research the neighborhood that they have moved to. They're in the Jewish ghetto, sorry, yeah, the Jewish ghetto in Rome. She explores the city of Rome and stumbles upon an old mystery she's determined to solve with the help of her new friend, Marco, that she's met. Marco's uh, Italian, but mom is American, so he speaks English, so it's perfect. The mystery revolves around the neighborhood Piazza's fountain and the historic family that built the neighborhood centuries ago. Can Beatrice solve the mystery and put a stop to potential crimes? What I love about this book is that they really truly do describe what it's like in Rome in July. Like I've been to Rome. I went in June. <laughs> like you don't want to go anywhere after one o'clock. Like, and it, they talk, she talks in the book too about like their extended lunches when everything is closed. And I remember when I traveled to Rome, when I'd heard that, I was like, oh yeah, no. And then we went and we were like, nope, they're right. Like everything it's is shut down. It's yes, true. they're at home taking naps and eating. And like, popcorn. I just want to go shopping. It's fantastic. <laughs> so, yeah, I would have loved about this. They talk about the cafes in Rome. They talk about, you know, gelato, pasta. Like, I just, it, you felt like you did live there and you were experiencing what it's like to live in this, like this neighborhood, this one where like Piazza with, I don't know, just, I love it. Anyway, it's a fantastic book. It's called Minute in the Piazza by Tiffany Parks, and I highly, highly recommend it. And if you've never been to Rome, you'll feel like you're there and you'll hopefully want to go visit there someday too. It's great. Or go back. Like or us. go back, like us, yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Okay, so my last book is very close to Italy. We are going to travel to Barcelona, Spain. So it's a quick, quick little jaunt. I always wanted to go to Spain. Over oh. to Barcelona. Yeah, it's, it's absolute perfection. So I read All You Need, K-N-E-A-D, like bread. <laughs> As if people can see me, my hand gestures right now. All you too. Need is Love <laughs> by Tanya Guerrero. So this is contemporary fiction, middle grade for young readers between eight and 12. And like I said, it's set in Barcelona, Spain. So here's our setup. 
Ever since she was a, a little girl, Alba has been running away. She has an abusive father and indifferent mother, which makes for a tense and unstable home life. When Alba's, Alba's mother sends her away to Barcelona to live, Alba is not too happy and acts a little standoffish. Alba slowly begins to accept her new life in Barcelona, making friends and learning to bake bread with the owner of a local bakery, who just so happens to be her mother's long lost best friend, because Alba's mother grew up in Spain. Alba grows in confidence, not only in terms of her gender neutral personal style, which her parents disapprove of, but also in her passion for bread making. And she begins to carve out small moments of happiness for herself. Alba's 13 year old voice is captured perfectly through this first person narrative as we explore topics such as family dynamics, abuse, and identity, as it's one of growth, forgiveness, and acceptance. Alba is a typical preteen. She's just turned 13. She's a little angsty and moody and angry and confused, but she's also energetic, outgoing, fierce, and kind. The vivid descriptions of people, places, aromas, and food, honestly, you'll be really hungry as you read this, really bring to life a colorful and beautiful multicultural neighborhood in Barcelona, which will definitely entice you to add Spain to one of your vacation destinations. I should mention some parts in this book are raw and painful, but honestly, isn't that just a part of growing up? I love that Guerrera didn't shield the readers away from the real issues in the real world. We do tackle some abuse, but it's handled elegantly. And because this is middle grade, there's always a hopeful and happy ending. So I think she really, like it's gorgeous, it's beautiful, but there are, if there's some triggers for abuse, it doesn't get into much detail, but Alba's, like I said, she's got a pretty unsteady home life, but it's handled really well. And there is a happy and hopeful ending. I love the family, the found family trope um, in this book. One of my favorites for middle grade um, as Alba connects, like I said, with her mother's um, old best friend. You learn a little bit about the language. There's even a glossary at the back with Spanish, Catalan, and Tagalog um, terms. And yeah, I absolutely loved it. It's All You Need Is Love by Tanya Guerrero. So that's it for us for this month. As a reminder, there will be Take and Make kits available at Maine and St. Paul. This month, um, we will be creating our own 3D globes because we're traveling the world through these books. So you need to start yes. with, the, with the globe. So the craft is a 3D globe. In addition, there's always little goodies as well in the kit, all related to travel and traveling the world and all these countries that we talked about in with these books today. And we hope that we've really like opened your eyes to, first of all, checking out a great book. And secondly, maybe like sparking that travel bug that you might have that now that things are starting to open up, maybe it's time to get your passport and book a, book a flight. Sounds perfect. Okay. I'm there. I'm ready. So Let's tell us, it. yeah, tell us what, we want to know what book you're most interested in reading and what's piqued your interest? Like what city or country are you most interested in? So yeah, we really hope you enjoyed this travel through books episode and we'll see you next month. Thanks so much for listening today. We hope we've introduced you to some new authors and children's titles. All the books discussed today are available in print and digital format on either Overdrive, Cloud Library, or Hoopla. Please visit BranfordLibrary.ca for more information about this podcast and other fantastic programs the library has to offer. Thanks. Bye-bye. 
Juicebox Book Talks is a Brantford Public Library podcast developed by Leanna Flumiani, that's me, and me, Laura Virag. Edited by Natalie Hayde. Music provided by Purple Planet through purple-planet.com. 